Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to a very special episode of Soul Food. In this episode, we're going to look at the Prophet Wasallam's night journey. We're in the sacred month of Rajab and a lot of people don't actually know that the night journey and heavenly ascent, which is known in Arabic as Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj, took place in the month of Rajab. And most scholars are of the opinion that it took place on the 27th night of Rajab. So we wanted to dedicate this special episode to the first half of the journey and the next episode to the second half of the journey, which is the heavenly ascent. So there's so many profound lessons. And really, when we look at this event and when we look at this beautiful experience that was given to the Prophet ﷺ, it increases us in love and in reverence and in faith itself. So in this episode, we're going to look at the purity of the Prophet's heart. Peace and blessings be upon him. We're going to look at the blessed places that he visited, the manifestations of the unseen that were revealed to him. And then finally, we'll end with the Prophet ﷺ as the Imam of all the messengers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and allow us to really ponder and reflect upon these amazing lessons at a very deep level. We'll be looking at a book called The Prophet's Night Journey and Heavenly Ascent by his Sayyid Muhammad Alawi al-Maliki, may Allah have mercy on him, translated by Sheikh Jibreel Fuad al-Haddad. And we'll have a link to the book in the show notes if anyone is interested in getting a copy. And I would highly recommend that every household have this book or a book like it that we read every year and we reflect upon and we see the different wisdoms and the lessons that come to us every year when we study the story. So we'll begin looking at the purity of the Prophet's heart. Bismillah. The timing of the Isra and Mi'raj, the night journey and heavenly ascent, is very important because it took place after one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging experience the Prophet ﷺ ever faced. And that was after he went to a city called Ta'if outside of Mecca to invite the people there to worship the one true God. And it was also in this time period that his beloved wife, Sayyida Khadija, may Allah be well pleased with her, had also passed away. And his beloved uncle, Abu Talib, which was known as the year of sadness. So after that, the Prophet ﷺ feels that maybe the Meccans are not going to listen and they're not going to accept this message. So he should look into other possibilities. So he goes to the city of Ta'if and the people there actually throw stones at him until he is bleeding. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu And he leaves the city feeling very sad. And he makes a beautiful dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expressing his love, expressing his servitude, and expressing his need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure. And after that occurs, 
then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an experience and an honor that no one else in creation, no elevated and honored prophet nor angel brought near has ever had the like of what was given to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa sallamu alayhi. And they say that this night journey and heavenly ascent, which we'll talk about in more detail shortly, inshallah, was the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted the people of the heavenly realm, the angels and the souls of the messengers that were there, that Allah gifted them the honor of seeing the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, just as the earth had been honored with him living on the earth, that the people of the heavens wanted to see him. So this is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them their request of seeing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the story begins that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was asleep next to the Kaaba in the Hijr of Ismail and the angels Jibreel and Mikael, the archangel Gabriel and Mikael, upon them both be peace, came to him and woke him up. And they brought a bowl full of zamzam water and then they cut open the Prophet ﷺ's chest and washed his heart three times. And this is sort of the spiritual and miraculous angelic open heart surgery that occurred three times before in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And they filled his heart with forbearance and knowledge and certainty and submission. And then the angel Jibreel sealed his chest and closed the seal, what is known as Khatam al Nubuwa, the seal of prophethood, which was like a birthmark on the back of the Prophet. And what was beautiful about this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept adding deeper and deeper levels of purity and more intense forms of light into the already illuminated and purified heart of the Prophet ﷺ. And one of the lessons that we can take out of that is the blessing that we all have been given of being of his ummah. That our Prophet ﷺ was honored to such a degree. And as one of the scholars says, Rusli kunna With the most virtuous and honored of messengers, we became the most honored and noble of communities. So then after this miraculous open heart surgery, this angelic washing of the Prophet ﷺ's heart, the angel Jibreel brings to him the Buraq, which is a miraculous creature bigger than a donkey, but smaller than a mule. And this creature, which is sort of like a horse, it had wings on its hind legs. And this was the same creature that the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, used to ride when he would visit the Kaaba and he would visit Mecca. So the Prophet وسلم, sends and mounts on the Buraq and the journey begins and they go to many blessed places. So the Prophet وسلم, as Allah says in the Quran, Asra Glory be to the one who took his servant on a night journey. And Allah also says in the Qur'an, لَقَدْ رَأَى مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى He certainly saw some of his Lord's greatest signs. So they begin to see these signs and these miraculous things that take place. 
So they travel to a land, and then Jibreel tells the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, to dismount from the buraq and to pray. So the Prophet does so, and then the angel Jibreel says, do you know where you just prayed? And the Prophet says, no. And Jibreel says, you prayed in Tayba, or a land of pastures, and the migration will take place there. So the Prophet ﷺ was taken to Medina, and one of the names of Medina is Tayba, which means a land of purity and beauty. He was taken there and he prayed there because that was the place that was already designated as the place of migration. Then the Buraq continues on its lightning fast journey, and they come to another land. And the angel Jibreel tells the Prophet ﷺ to dismount and pray. So he does so, and then Jibreel says, do you know where you just prayed? And the Prophet ﷺ says, no. And Jibreel says, you prayed in Medyan at the tree of Musa. And this is beautiful because on this journey, we already see the connectedness that the Prophet ﷺ has to the other prophets and messengers. And this is all a continuation of the same divine message of the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also we see that these places where the prophets and messengers visited and the places that significant moments in their life occurred, those places still retain the barakah, the blessing, even hundreds of years after the prophets have left. So the buraq continues on its lightning fast journey and they come to another land. And Jibreel does the same thing, telling the Prophet to dismount and pray and asks, do you know where you just prayed? And once again, the Prophet says, no. And the angel Jibreel says, you prayed at Mount Sinai, where Allah addressed Musa. So then he visits the place where even the Torah was revealed and Moses spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah spoke to Moses. Once again, the connectedness and the barakah. They continue on until they reach a place where they can see the palaces of Sham, of the Levant, of Syria and Palestine. And then Jibreel tells the Prophet ﷺ to dismount and pray, and then asks him again, do you know where you just prayed? And the Prophet ﷺ says, no. And he said, you prayed in Bethlehem, where Jesus, the son of Mary, was born. Beautiful connectedness between Moses and Jesus and the Prophet Muhammad. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon all of them. Then something really interesting happens. The Prophet ﷺ, as he's on this miraculous journey, a devil with a firebrand appears to him. And everywhere the Prophet ﷺ looks, he sees this devil trying to approach him. And then the angel Jibreel says, Shall I teach you words that if you say them, his fire will go out and he will fall dead? In other words, Allah will protect you entirely. And the Prophet ﷺ says, Yes. And then Jibreel says, say the following dua. And I'll say it in Arabic and then translate it in English. That the Prophet ﷺ said, أَعُوذُ بِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ الْكَرِيمِ وَبِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ الَّتِي لَا يُجَاوِزُهُنَّ بَرٌ وَلَا فَاجِرٌ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا يَنْزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ مَا يَعْرُجُ فِيهَا وَمِنْ شَرِّ مَا ذَرَأَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ مَا يَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا ومن فتن الليل والنهار ومن طوارق الليل والنهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير يا رحمن 
I seek refuge in Allah's noble countenance and in Allah's perfect words which neither the righteous nor the disobedient overstep from evil that descends from the heavens and evil that ascends to it and evil that is created in the earth and the trials of night and day and the visitors of night and day save the visitor that visits goodness upon us, O most merciful. When the Prophet ﷺ said this prayer, the devil fell dead and his fire went out. So inshallah, this is a very beautiful and powerful dua that protects us from the evil forces of the unseen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all and will include this dua, this invocation in the show notes for whoever wants to take advantage of it. Then the Prophet ﷺ experiences something really amazing. He smells this fragrant wind and he asks Jibreel, Oh Jibreel, what is this sweet scent? And Jibreel replies, This is the scent of a lady who used to comb the hair of the Pharaoh's daughter and of her children. One time as she was combing the Pharaoh's daughter's hair, the comb fell and she said, Bismillah ta'isa fir'aun. In the name of God, the Pharaoh is ruined. So the Pharaoh's daughter, who obviously overheard this, she said, Do you have a Lord other than my father? Because the Pharaoh, who was so arrogant and narcissistic, he claimed that he was the God and the Lord of the people. So when she said, In the name of Allah, Pharaoh is ruined, she said, Do you have a Lord other than my father? And the woman said, Yes. Then the daughter says, Shall I tell my father? And once again, the woman says with unwavering strength and conviction, Yes. So then the Pharaoh is told about this situation and he summons the woman and he says, Do you have a Lord other than me? And she says, Yes, my Lord and your Lord is Allah, is the creator of the heavens and the earth. So then the Pharaoh tries to dissuade her and her husband from their belief. But they refused to leave their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then the Pharaoh, he puts together this large basin full of boiling oil. And he tells the woman and her husband and children that I'm going to throw you in there if you don't disbelieve in Allah and take me as your Lord. So the woman and her husband, they still are unwavering even in the face of this very scary torment and certain death. But just as the woman is about to be thrown in, she has a baby who's still nursing, so the baby is actually holding on to her. So she looks down at the baby because she's worried about her child. She's not second-guessing herself about her belief in Allah, but she's worried about her child. And due to the strength of her faith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a miracle occur and her baby began to speak and say, My mother, do not waver and do not be worried, for verily you are upon the truth. And they were thrown in, and they became people of paradise. And not only did they become people of paradise, they became so blessed that the Prophet ﷺ on his night journey smelled the sweetness of the scent that emanates from her soul. And this is the blessing of that woman. So this is another indication of the rank of righteous people and the connection that the Prophet ﷺ was seeing with even righteous people in history. 
as we see in the Qur'an, the stories of the prophets and messengers, and also stories of righteous people like Sayyidah Maryam, the Lady Mary, the mother of Jesus, the sleepers of the cave, and others. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues on and comes to a valley in which he breathes a sweet, cool breeze that is fragrant with musk. And he hears a beautiful voice and he says, Oh Jibreel, what is this? And Jibreel says, This is the voice of paradise, saying, My Lord, bring me what you have promised me. So abundant are my rooms, my gold-laced garments, my silk, my brocades, my carpets, my pearls, my corals, my silver, my gold, my goblets, my bowls, my pitchers, my couches, my honey, my water, my milk, my wine. And then Allah responds to paradise and says, you shall have every single Muslim man and woman, every believing man and woman, everyone who has believed in me and my messengers and did excellent deeds without associating any partner with me, nor taking any helpers other than me. Anyone who fears me shall be safe, and whoever asks of me I shall give him, and whoever loans me something I shall repay him, and whoever relies on me I shall suffice him. I am Allah beside whom there is no God. I always fulfill my promise. Successful indeed are the believers, Blessed is Allah, the best of creators. And paradise answers, I accept. Then the Prophet ﷺ comes to another valley where he hears a detestable sound and smells a foul wind. And then he says, what is this, O Jibreel? And Jibreel replies, this is the sound of hellfire, saying, O Lord, give me what you promised me. Abundant are my chains, my yokes, my punishments my fires, my thistles, my pus, my tortures. My depth is abysmal, my heat is unbearable. Give me what you promised me. May Allah protect us, Ya Rabb. And the Lord replies, you shall have every idolater, man and woman, every disbelieving man and disbelieving woman, every foul person and every tyrant who does not believe in the day of reckoning. And the fire says, I accept. Then the Prophet ﷺ is shown the Antichrist, the Dajjal. And the Prophet ﷺ described him as being mammoth-sized, being gigantic and very large, extremely pale, and that one of his eyes was protuberant, as if it were a twinkling star, and his hair was like the branches of a tree. Then the Prophet ﷺ passes by the grave of Prophet Musa, peace be upon him. And he says, I saw Musa praying in his grave at a place of red sand dunes. He was tall with long hair and a brown complexion. And Musa asked Jibreel, who is this that is with you? And he said, this is Muhammad. Then Musa, peace be upon him, says, welcome to the Arabian prophet who acted perfectly with his community. He then prayed for him and said, Ask ease for your community. Ask Allah to grant your community ease. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues on this night journey and is shown these things from the unseen. So then he sees Prophet Ibrahim ﷺ sitting under a tree. And Prophet Ibrahim asks Jibreel, who is this? And he says, this is your son Ahmad. 
And the Prophet ﷺ, his name in the heavenly realm is Ahmad. And he's the descendant of Prophet Ibrahim. So he welcomed him and praised him and said, you are going to meet your Lord tonight. And your community is the weakest of all communities. So if you can ask for your need to be fulfilled regarding your community, then do so tonight. Then he prayed for his blessing. Then the Prophet ﷺ arrives in Jerusalem and he gathers in Al-Bayt Al-Maqdis, the holy sanctuary in Jerusalem. And the Prophet ﷺ prays two rak'ahs there. And before long, a large throng of people gather in the masjid and the Prophet ﷺ recognizes all of the prophets and messengers some who were standing in prayer, some bowing, and some prostrating. Then the adhan is called, and then the iqama is called, the call to prayer, and the call to rise for prayer. And everyone is waiting in line. And out of the humility of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he does not put himself forward. But then the angel Jibreel takes his hand and walks him to the front, and he says, you lead them all in prayer. And the Prophet ﷺ led them all in two cycles of prayer. Then each of the prophets and messengers begins to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and talk about the blessings that they've been given. So Prophet Ibrahim ﷺ says, Praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has taken me as his intimate friend, who has given me an immense kingdom, who has made me a prayerful community, and one by whom prayer is led who has rescued me from the fire and made it cool and safe for me. Then Prophet Musa salam glorifies his Lord and says, Praise belongs to Allah who has spoken to me directly, who has brought to pass the destruction of the Pharaoh and the salvation of the children of Israel at my hands, and who has made from among my community people who guide others through truth and establish justice upon it. Then Prophet Dawood and Prophet Sulaiman speak as well. And then finally, it comes to the Prophet Jesus, the son of Mary. He says, Praise belongs to Allah who has made me His word, who has fashioned me after Adam's likeness, whom He created out of earth and said to him, Be, and He was, who has taken me, who has taught me rather, the book and the wisdom and the Torah and the gospel who has caused me to heal the blind and the leper and to raise the dead by Allah's permission, who has raised me and cleansed me and granted me and my mother protection against the cursed devil so that the devil has no path by which to harm us. Then the Prophet Muhammad wasallam speaks and he says, You have all glorified your Lord and I am going to glorify him also. Praise belongs to Allah who sent me as a mercy to the worlds sent to all without exception, a bearer of glad tidings and a warner, who has caused to descend upon me the Qur'an, in which there is a perfect exposition of all things, who has made my community the best community ever brought out for the benefit of mankind, who has made my community a median and a middle, who has made my community in truth the first in paradise and the last in creation of all communities who has expanded my heart and relieved me of my burden, who has exalted my name and made me the opener and the sealer. 
Upon hearing this, the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, said, In this has Muhammad bested all of you. And then they speak about the matters of the final hour and the end of time. And then the Prophet Jesus, peace and blessings be upon him, says, As for the time when it shall befall, no one knows it except Allah. But this is what my Lord has assured me concerning what precedes it. The Dajjal, the Antichrist, shall come forth, and I will face him with two rods. At my sight, he shall melt like lead. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes his destruction as soon as he sees me. It will be so that the very stones will say, O Muslim, behind me hides a disbeliever, one of the people who follows the Antichrist. So come for him, and Allah shall cause them all to die. People shall then return to their countries and nations. At that time, Ya'juj and Ma'juj, Gog and Magog, shall come out, and they shall wreak havoc all over the earth, and they shall trample all nations underfoot. Whatever they come upon, they shall destroy. They shall drink up every body of water. At long last, the people shall come to me bewailing about them. At that time, I will invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against them so that he will destroy them and cause their death until the whole earth will reek of their stench. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then send down rain which shall carry their bodies away and hurl them into the sea. I have been assured by my Lord that once all this takes place, the hour will be as the pregnant mother at the last stages of her pregnancy. Her family does not know when she shall suddenly give birth, by night or by day. This is the end of the night journey of the Prophet ﷺ. And I really recommend that we all ponder and think deeply about this journey and all of the things that the Prophet ﷺ has seen. Because as one of my teachers has said, that the entire religion, the entire affair of our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is built upon two things, reverence and love. And the night journey and heavenly ascent really deepen and cultivate those virtues within us of reverence, of really understanding what is taking place, that this is something that is magnificent and grand and on an epic scale, and what we will see in the hereafter will be beyond what we can possibly imagine. And that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, our Prophet and our Imam and our guide, was given this honor that no one else was given. So to really reflect on this and to internalize that love and reverence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Inshallah in the next episode we'll look at the heavenly ascent. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.